0: Hello and welcome
1: to episode number 16 in our series, Orchestrating Measurement. Today's episode features one of the most interesting companies you should be following, Vibe. Vibe has completely revolutionized TV advertising, making it accessible to anyone. Vibe is bringing CTV to advertisers globally, and we at Incremental already see many of our brand and performance customers leveraging Vibe's platform. We spoke with VIBE's CEO, Arthur, and Executive VP, Dimitri, in one of the most vibrant conversations we had about BO CTV, measurement, and everything that's in between. Before you start enjoying the interview, please remember to subscribe to this channel. We have a weekly episode featuring digital marketing industry thought leaders and experts on our show. This has been one of the best episodes we've ever recorded. Enjoy listening to it. So Vibe is going public. That's exactly what you're saying. Not yet. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> you'd, be, be cool. you'd, be, you'd be too surprised, but there is something like that in the works, actually. But but I can't talk about that. But uh yeah, come on, you guys
1: you guys uh, started like you guys had a pretty cool announcement today that I saw. Like Ari Papara is like a long, long time veteran and this guy knows his shit. Yep. Pardon yep, my yep, French. Yep. Um and awesome, awesome someone to to join your board. Yeah, he joined the board.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's an investor, obviously, uh, but I also, also joined the board uh, along with uh, Benjamin Antet, uh who is the founder of uh, Publika, so I'll just server. So let's Let's kind of get the
1: podcast started.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today, Dimitri and Arthur.
3: Thank you for having us. Thanks a lot.
0: Super nice to have you. Uh, so you're both from Vibe. Maybe start with introducing yourself. I'm choosing one of you randomly. Arthur, go ahead.
2: Absolutely. Um, So, I'm the CEO and co founder of uh, of Vibe. Uh, I have a computer science background, been in that space uh, for a long time. It's actually my third ad tech company. Um, And yeah, excited to be on the pod.
3: My name is Dimitri, and uh, I'm the EVP of Apps and Strategic Accounts, basically managing sales in the US, uh, mostly focusing on apps and e commerce accounts. My background is in advertising. I've been advertising for Uh, more than 15 years now, desktop, mobile, and
0: LCTV. Cool, maybe tell us a bit about what uh, Vibe is all about, what you're doing, whenever you started.
2: Absolutely. Um, So Vibe, in a few words, is the Google Ads of TV. Um, So we make TV advertising accessible to SMBs. Right now, the TV advertising in general is uh, only for Fortune 500 brands, uh, basically, and dominated by these brands. Um, Yet it has the reach now. the targeting capabilities uh, and power performance um, that what you would get on social or on search. Um, And so by giving access to that, to the SMBs, we're opening up to a new channel uh, that can be on par um, with the other large channels. And it's much needed because of all the issues around performance, privacy, um, et cetera. Um, And so, yeah. So we launched uh, Vibe in September of uh, of twenty twenty two. Since then, it's been a quite explosive growth. Uh, we have over two thousand clients, uh, did a lot of revenue for the first year, um, and growing fast with a lot of ambitions uh, and a lot of coming announcement as well.
1: Yeah, um, and by the way, I'm actually very very happy that we're having this recording because we we saw this meteoric uh, growth, yeah. like we see Vibe, like very very like when 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 people kind of talk about CTV. I think in a way. What they're talking about is vibe, and I see really vibe as a, a leader in this front. Now I'm gonna, because we're all kind of like old in this industry, and you've you've been there in 2012 when people say yeah. said next year will be the year of mobile. Um, but I think the ones who were already in it knew the year of mobile like was already already happened. Okay, um, do you get the same sense? You get people telling you next year will be the year of CTV
3: uh that's a good one i'd say that uh we're already in the year of the ctv i also said that the next five years is going to be the years of ctv (laughs) so when it comes to basically targeting measurement and scale it can only grow um can only go grow forward right and uh and i believe that ctv right now is one percent down there's a lot of um i mean exciting things but there's a lot of like challenges still as well so i think it's the perfect space to Basically, you know jump in and and, and do some tests
1: but what what triggered
3: this like growth this hype I think I mean to me it would be the combination with the uh, the release from most of the MMPs to measurement so there were measurement before but I think in the mobile world especially it's like uh, when I just uh, started to release the uh, measurement and then up flyer, uh, basically, some people started to think, oh, okay, we have some issue with um, with iOS with everything. Maybe we can see what CTV can offer and it could be an alternative channel to the Facebook of the world. Uh, so I think that's combination between um, you know the MMP starting to measure having a way to measure that and uh, just CTV in general starting to be more approachable and um, not as expensive as you think. I think that's the combination of the factors.
2: Absolutely. And and there is a lot around also people's conception, like people now watch more and more streaming and like marketers in general, uh, like you basically want to buy what you consume. Uh, And so like, that's how like interest started to pick up. Um, And then of course, like lots of things um, have like been put in place in terms of measurement, in terms of targeting, in terms of improvement. Um, But it's, it's, really still very early uh in uh in the making
1: Uh, i actually thought
2: it's interesting that
1: you're measuring like in a way the mmp's here and you're giving them credit for for like starting the hype i actually thought it's it's the fact that we're now like there's what 10 different like streaming services if not a lot more and like some of the major ones like netflix who basically for years said i will never put ads put ads uh i actually thought this was like you know what what essentially moved the needle to the point where okay now it's only going to explode exponentially year over year
3: i think i mean it's it, i was mentioning that in the, in the case of mobile basically i know like some yeah. uh, mobile apps were doing that before uh, but i think in our industry when i say our industry meaning mobile uh i think it, it came a lot down to the mmp some were uh we'd say pre- um, you know they were using a CTV before, but uh, when we come to Netflix, I think it's uh, it's interesting. I think that um, um, companies like uh, Pluto TV, for example, or uh, Samsung, right, basically where they started their channel and it grew exponentially, and now they are massive audiences with millions and millions of users. And I think that people are just like you know you can stream for free and you can uh, just like um, have all of those eyeballs uh, just for you. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it's the usage. So basically what Archie was saying earlier, like people, more and more people watching that content on CTV and streaming, that brought that to uh, to the hype that it is now. I don't know if it's a hype. I think it's here to stay. It's here no, to no, replace for sure.
0: For sure. Yeah, but <laughs> it's uh, unexpected growth or expected, <laughs> depends who you ask. Uh, why do you think that um, companies should join Connected TV now?
2: You want to take that one? Yeah, I can t- I can absolutely take that one. Uh, I think if you want to be on an edge on the edge, like uh, as a marketer, um, you have to jump in on CTV. Like this is by far the like biggest opportunity, um, for my marketers that's laying there. Um, like search, like traditional, um, like channels have lost in performance, and diversification is key. Um. Now, and we'll obviously talk about that, but TV doesn't just bring like direct, pure performance. It also brings a lot of uplift in terms of like brand recognition that helps like other channels. And I think marketers in 2024 understand that like pure, direct performance is good, uh, but you need to do a lot of work around like your brand, like the recognition, building the trust, uh, whether it's on mobile or not. Um, And well, TV and streaming in general is the best channels to achieve that um and so to enter a new era a more mature era of marketing and uh, and acquisition um CTV will be key uh no doubt I'm
1: I'm kind of wondering I never noticed it but like why are we talking so much about mobile
2: Of course <laughs> because Dimitri is here uh and uh, <laughs> and we've me. started I'm sorry, I'm sorry. no and, and we we started working together <laughs> as well um on um with mobile with mobile clients but like mobile is a very small part of our business actually like with with over 2000 clients like a lot of our clients are plumbers are e-com brands are like local mom and pop shops um so yeah mobile is just one part of it and it's just that they of course have like mobile advertisers have lots of budget um and they are super aggressive uh when it comes to acquisition so um they they they're in need and they are in request for those kind of thing um but yeah this is mostly why but it does not apply just to mobile
1: I'm going to an article actually wrote maybe I don't know a couple of months ago on CTV advertising and measurement and for me like trying to figure out what's driving this like hyper growth right now a big part of it was not necessarily just the mobile just the fact that again if if you basically make this medium that was definitely not accessible accessible I, I always thought that like one of the benefits for like digital advertisers was the fact that I can sit here okay in Tel Aviv and hit okay. a couple of buttons and run campaigns globally. Okay, now I can do this on TV as well. Yeah, and that's I could, crazy. I could it's never crazy. do this. I could never yeah. do this. Okay? And the
0: fact that plumbers or like everyone with a business can come to you and directly have something on TV, that's like, yeah, it's it's super and awesome. To,
2: and to be honest, that's the most exciting part of Operating Vibe like when I wake up in the morning, especially as I'm based in France, like when I wake up in the morning, I take my coffee and I watch like all the ads that have been uploaded by our client during the night. <laughs> I mean, it's just so cool. Like you feel like you're powering like the American economy, like you're really helping people um, like grow their business. Um, and they're genuine, like real people, real businesses, like hardworking people. And this is, yeah, this is such a pleasure to to be doing that.
1: Yeah, no, I think it again, it's like it's a whole brand new um, in a way like not necessarily brand new. It's a disruption uh, for a major industry that's needed this disruption. Disruption is happening from all sides. From user standpoint, I, I don't have like linear TV for 20 years already i've been like completely cable free digital um and now you see it with everybody okay everybody's using streaming services everybody has some kind of a smart device um and it only makes sense for this to continue the only things that are still kind of like stuck in linear is the news and sports
2: not not even (laughs) like yeah not for for long and not so much like i would say the only last like one of the only last event like that is like a linear Super Bowl is like the NBA finals or this kind of thing. But like, we have like deals with like Fubo and like the NFL with ESPN, uh, to address live sport news. We have deals with like CNN, Fox news, etc. So it's not so much like, uh, it's, it's not so true anymore. Um, especially in the U S in Europe and other part of the world, uh, it's, a, it's still like heavily reliant to, uh, like either like very like specific uh, broadcasters or um, yeah, like thing. linear TV, but yeah.
1: You have some like broadcasting deals there that are yeah. like signed for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, that makes five. things difficult. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you have any kind of a preference for a certain persona using Vibe rather than another? Do you prefer the large companies or the smaller advertisers?
2: Enterprise clients, of course, like are great. Um, and. I mean Dimitri could talk about that but I mean the the volume when you have like also all the small clients um is very interesting and I, I think like personally like and not I'm taking the hats off like the CEO hat up like the small businesses like this is really what uh what brings me the most joy because like this is what we're doing it for like this is what we are doing it for um and but then like seeing all the other ones like of course like using it like driving performance and this is also who we fight for because um, they help us like develop the best performance models and all those kind of thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a, it's it's the mix that's interesting to be honest. It's the SMB like the the ones that we don't want to work with at that point is like Fortune 500 brands or those kind of thing. They have everything they need. They have very specific um, requirements that I mean they use the trade desk think so (laughs) So yeah
3: yeah I would have said I would have said basically you know small and medium because small and medium in the U.S. is already a huge area of of enterprise right so uh you know having the helping the small the small the smaller like um and shop um this is like really cool at the same time helping enterprise that would be only medium size in the U.S. but medium size is huge when you look at the rest of when you look from Europe or things like that so we're we're great with SMBs.
2: Yeah, yeah, SM Yeah, SMB is like sometimes when we talk about that in Europe, people are like, "Oh, yeah, that's really small." Like people have no idea how large, like some even some small, but like even like medium businesses are in the US compared to Europe. It's just like crazy.
0: Maybe it's the long tail in terms of revenue, but it's a very long tail. So.
2: Yeah, it's they represent sixty percent of the like the global US revenue, uh, the overall US revenue, and so it's a. Uh, yeah we now, have like it's millions of businesses I'm, I'm
1: assuming again it's not just the SMBs but also let's go back to kind of like mobile and we, we also work with a lot of the same companies sometimes and I'm sure that a lot of customers like working with you this is their first experience ever with TV okay yep. period what advice are you giving them for them to kind of like get out of the first campaign with like oh wow this this
3: like works um that's a good one so it, it depends uh there's... Three things that I could that I could mention. Um some so if they're already ready to run a test, that's cool. I don't have to convince them. But the third thing, and I think the hardest thing right now is to convince them and just like educate uh, basically those marketers that, that are very sophisticated but are afraid sometime of CTV. And I think the misconception is like, oh, CTV equals TV equals super yep. bowl, kind of. It's like, oh, oh, it's gonna be. I don't know, like, you know, millions of dollars in uh, production value, millions of dollars of ad spend. Well, actually, a test campaign is, in general, between, you know, 30 and 50K. So, and you can usually run, uh, if you make some tweaks to it, like some um, uh, credit that you will use on YouTube or on Facebook, as long as you add a voiceover, which is very important on on TV. Uh, So, the first thing is, like, uh, don't get scared, give it a shot, Uh, and don't assume CTV is like TV. Um, The second is, like, make sure you're able to measure success, right? So it's all about measurement. Uh, I think we can talk about this a bit later, but I think this is very important. Uh, And the third thing I would say is, like, don't be shy about trying different audiences, right? So in our, what we see, and what I've seen at least for the last two years, uh, it's basically that, in general, we see more performance coming from um, uh, audience campaign rather than channel campaign. So it's more about going after, I don't know, casual uh, game players rather than going only on Hulu, for example, right? Uh, And so testing those audiences and sometimes having great surprise, like, you know, you're marketing a a puzzle game and you want to go after the puzzle game audience, that works. But also you can be very successful on the health and fitness kind of audiences. So being very open-minded about the way you you test things out, um, I think it would be the three... Uh, recommendation that would give
2: uh, marketers today. Yeah. And in in in, ge- in general, like, I mean, everybody is discovering like CT- performance, like CTV and performance streaming. Um, like nobody has cracked it. Like that would be like a massive lie to say like, yeah, we have cracked like acquisition uh, on, on streaming and, but, but neither like any other um, solution that, that does it. And I think right now what's important for brands and marketers is to, find the right partner um, that helps them like crack it <clears throat> for them and what we've seen is that it's can it can be very different even for similar companies like in the gaming space um, you can have very different results based on different setups um, so find yourself the right partner that will like be very transparent share a lot of data be willing as well to share a lot of data because it's going to be a lot of exploration but once you crack it like that's when you start getting the value, and that's what we've seen. Like with clients who like started cracking it with us, with a more like custom model. Um, like ne- now they really scale their budget, and they find they found a new like really scalable acquisition uh, channel. The, the 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 campaign that fail all the time is someone spending ten grand for a week with a very like opinionated uh, setup, and that's it. Like that doesn't work you have to be willing to explore um but uh yeah and i and i think in our in the way we're working and why people appreciate working with vibes because we are very consultative we're not like pushing for larger budgets or this kind of thing uh we're fine like starting with like small budgets exploring and scaling like progressively uh never pushing for this kind of thing and yeah that's what people appreciate
1: There's something that you mentioned earlier, Dimitri, and you actually mentioned two things. Uh, You mentioned the trade desk and you mentioned the concept of like audience rather than placement, because 15, 16 years ago, the mindset was I want to buy premium inventory. Premium inventory was the homepage of Yahoo. Okay. We're now in a world where this concept doesn't exist, but we still have a lot of people who are stuck with this. And that's why they use specific DSPs guaranteeing premium. But again, the concept of premium is am I able to catch my audience in a good enough moment to make an impact? That's that's premium today. A lot of people are still uh, in a way you also alluded to, like the fourth Fortune 500 companies, they are still often stuck on the concept of like, well, I have to put my ad on the
3: homepage of Yahoo. <laughs> homepage of Yahoo doesn't deliver performance. Oh, yeah. But I mean, are those companies, are the Fortune 500 looking for performance? So that's the question also. Like, I mean, a lot of those guys um, are trying to, you know, uh, work on brand awareness. You know, all those Toyota ads, those those car dealers, for example, not car dealers per se, but like the the brands, you know, they want to, they want us to see their cars. And I think it's just like brand recall, brand recall, brand recall, right? I think uh, a lot of people we're talking to when we are uh, doing streaming TV or connected TV is basically uh more the performance side and i feel like those fortune 500 are more on the branding side uh which we we you can know, do i'll,
1: I'll say I something say-
3: I'm, I'm i'm i'm
1: controversial on that front but i just do not see like a brand versus performance everything is performance everything has to eventually translate to a, a output input and everything is measurable i okay. think that like the the um, Fortune 500 500 basically spending for the sake of branding or some even performance marketer calling their like CTV or TV branding just because they don't know how to measure it is just almost, again, I'm going to be very controversial, laziness to actually do the work of measuring because you can measure.
2: I I completely agree. And especially like uh, I I used to agree on the like especially when you when we talk about like display and those kind of thing um, as long as you avoid fraud of course and but that's again like laziness measurement like uh, completely related to that TV is kind of an exception to that um, some of the most premium inventory do drive some stronger results um, like and that's and even like when you take into account like the premium that you are paying in terms of price. Um, I'm thinking about life sport, for example, like life sport more than like, more than often, like really deliver stronger performance than like traditional fast channels, for example, like fast channels are much like much cheaper, but sometimes don't deliver uh the same performance. So it's but Yeah. Again, like it's really about like measuring. It's not something that is true for everyone. Some like some things will work uh, for some brands and for uh, others, it won't work. Um, But TV by nature is more premium than like display or mobile because like, I mean, you gotta get on TV, have the content produced and everything. Um, So yeah, just don't buy like on, like a lot of people get tricked when they buy through DSPs um, by buying like on the wallpaper apps or those kind of things, like TV wallpaper apps. Um, This is a massive fraud scheme that I don't understand why (laughs) Exist and why do people get tricked by that? Um, but uh, but aside of that, like it's a it's a fairly premium inventory per, like by nature, so you have less risk when it comes to that.
0: Yeah. So we've been sidetracked a bit. I'm always very opinionated. Yeah everything connected to connected TV. Um, So we started with talking about your kind of massive growth, and the fact that it was kind of impacted by also measurement um, related changes. So maybe let's talk a bit about privacy and how privacy really affected you? How has it affected vibes, actual growth? And how does it change your strategy if it
2: has? Should I take it Dimitri? Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, not much to be honest. Like I mean, CTV and Vibe are like pretty. We were a pretty young company. Like uh, so like we started operating in September of 2022, really. So like we haven't, we never had like we were in a cross-device environment. So like we don't really use cookies or anything like that. Um, so we we do have an impact, but we. We're not a like measurement or attribution company, um. So we rely on measurement partners to do that with you guys, um, with uh, with MMPs as well. So it's a it's it's a lot of everything. And like the market, we believe that the market uh is figuring it out. That doesn't mean that we're not building our own solutions. So we are building our own device graph, like all kinds uh and all sorts of things. Because like also like we're building like our own data segments, like onboarding um first party data to bring more value to to the, to our to our clients but at the end of the day um i don't like it did not impact us much and i don't think it will impact as much and i think it will also force marketers to move away from like last click attribution or all those atrocious thing some of them will have a hard time to do so mostly because they will have to a hard time to justify to their management that they were froded by attribution schemes, like for years, Um but, you know, like things have to happen and for the better. Um, but yeah, I, I think everyone will be, will end up moving towards like uplift and you can do that without having like precise down to the download or down to the conversion um, attribution measurements. You don't need to have like, to know exactly which impression generated which install like you don't need that uh ML models need that oh. to improve uh their algorithm and it's okay if they don't get 100% of the data and if there are some misses um, but as a marketer you want to know if i put $1 how much did i get like and what it, what was the effect that i got over all my channels uh, yeah. and that's what matters um so it's it's for the better uh i guess and especially for for TV
1: well, on that front yeah. obviously we agree with you yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: This is about okay. measuring measuring contributions. So maybe your customers are not always aware of kind of privacy changes, and it doesn't matter so much because I think that they know they have to um, target their audiences more broadly and reach other um, audiences that they haven't reached before. So the reason may not matter so much, but the outcome is the same. They come to you more because they need more brand awareness. They have to go to audiences that are not super specific, and I think that you do it quite well. Um, so if you can do it basically you you touched it a bit, but what would be the best way to measure um the vibes' activity in your opinion?
2: That definitely uh, uplift uh, uplift in general. Um, like what what we're doing more and more right now um, is comparing like the audiences that we've reached um compared to control groups uh, and really measuring like the uplift uh, between both. Um, and that's where you really see the value um. Like an undebatable value. Like those people may have been like also addressed by other like ad channels and those kind of thing. But as we have a control group, we can really compare and see the actual net dollar uplift um, that we are that we are generating. Um, and so yeah, when you do that, like you are transparent, um, you are fair, and you're not in someone over. Uh, I'll just like put it this way (laughs) so that you can upload that to any platform that you want um but uh yeah so that's the ideal uh way in my opinion because CTV does not just drive direct performance it also helps like other channels it also helps cohorts and those kind of things
1: by the way in our view it's like the same is actually correct for any other channel so like all of these channels they don't work in a vacuum means there is no Google planet and when you advertise on Google you're targeting. Users in Google Planet, and then when you go to TikTok, you're targeting people on TikTok Planet, and when you go to Vibe, you target people on Vibes Planet. It's
0: the same people, it's
1: the same people. Okay, they're all being touched by multiple like places, and everything could theoretically have an impact. So, of course, like the way to measure it is to measure total lift. Now, let's go for a spin question, which is if this is in your view the ideal way to measure. What's the worst way to measure CTV?
2: Uh, any click attribution. Because <laughs> you can't click a TV
1: <laughs> Well, you can. You can. It will leave a fingerprint mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the TV.
0: Yeah, technically Literally. you
1: can. <laughs> now, the, the one I like the most is uh, QR codes because, I, like, personally, I watch, <laughs> I watch 90% of my TV on my mobile phone. So
2: I can't scan a QR because, yeah, that's yeah, my QR, favorite. My favorite QR one. QR is definitely not the worst. It's a, it's an interesting signal. I think it's something that you should do anyway, because um, even just visually, it helps people understand that like you should go online and like search for something. Um, but definitely, if you are relying to like QR codes just as you are relying on like click URLs, uh, you'll be very disappointed. Like, I mean. People are in their couches, they have 15 seconds to scan an ad amongst many. Uh, you'd better just say jokes in the over like yes. voice over that you have in your ad rather than like putting a lot of efforts in your QR code placement. Like that won't make um a big change.
1: You know, a couple of episodes ago I spoke with Paul Bowen, he's at stream elements, and that's like influencer marketing. Yeah. again my view there's like the two most important mediums moving forward are influencer marketing and ctv and both essentially suffer the same like measurement problem that like like marketers are essentially being pushed to hey use utms use uh, unique urls use clicks which does not make sense because again the effect is so much broader than just user clicking because if a user is watching an influencer on YouTube, you know what what a user is like next action after watching a uh, YouTube is to watch another one. It's not to hey, you know, let me click something. It doesn't work like that. Yep. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So we are at the end of our podcast, which uh, has been very quickly. Oh, yeah. The time flow. Yeah, time flew. Yeah um so we have a fun question uh, to the end i don't know if you uh, heard our podcast uh, series so far so maybe you've heard this question but uh we were talking about marketing orchestration working with different measurement tools and our fun question would be for each one of you uh if you were in an orchestra which instrument would you be playing
3: uh oh, that's a tough question uh there's so many instruments i like um uh, sorry uh i'm gonna go with um i don't uh, saxophone
0: well okay. yeah, that's cool
3: first sax player
0: yeah
1: and arthur i wish i wish i, I would,
2: would. <laughs> <laughs> i would definitely go for the drums drums you're a drummer yeah not at all <laughs> but <laughs> you i'm like noisy noise <laughs> exactly
1: yeah, yeah like the the last episode we had someone who decided to go for a musical triangle oh okay That's, that was quite <laughs> original quite original. but what yours, are, mean? yours is a orig- oh that
0: triangle, that triangle.
2: Yeah, yeah no
1: i know
0: i know but what what did they meant it mean about like about
2: did.
0: Yeah. i think you have to listen to this episode <laughs> i'll yeah, do it's all, all
1: about triangulation basically it's kind of it did make sense by the way uh, yeah.
3: You know? yeah I was not anything between the saxo and the oboe actually I love
1: Eric, Eric Sufert went for oboe. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love oboe as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Cool um, so it's been an absolute pleasure recording this episode with you. We really like yes. what you're doing, so keep on the good uh, the good work. And thanks for hiring a good friend of mine that allows us to do like a lot <laughs> more um, joint stuff together with some of the shared customers we have. And
2: yes. Yeah. yeah did... And I know I know it might, might sound cheesy, uh, but we're a big fan as well of uh, what you guys are doing at Improvital. I think. You're building the future of measurement. Um, so exciting to to collaborate with you guys. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Thank cheers. Yeah, cheers.